Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a House of the Dragon podcast brought to you by, of course, Fan Critical. Uh, and this is a little new thing we're doing. So each week, we, of course, will be bringing you an in-depth review uh, of each episode of House of the Dragon with book canon and any other references to A Song of Ice and Fire. But this podcast is for all you folks out there who just need to hear our thoughts on the show immediately. Yes, I know. If you're one of those people that, like me, you know, quickly gagging tries to find it. any sort just of... gagging for it. Yeah, just gagging, gas right, uh, gagging for any sort of... Um, take on an episode that i've just seen this is for you myself and my squire sir gareth uh, will be here weekly uh, letting you know our hot take mm. gareth hot take yep. yeah that's good targaryens hot, hot targaryens isn't it? But it's also hot d yeah that's what people are calling it yeah um also hot pie he was good he was good so he was good don't you know good on just him. saying hot pie i forgot we were called bastards and broken things it's been a while it's been a while since we've been that it has been a while um and basically this is a quick hot take to tell you guys what we liked about the episode what we didn't like what we're going to de- delve into uh, more later in the week um but first of all so gareth mm. isn't it lovely in a way in a way being back in westeros hey isn't it? Isn't it nice? It is lovely in a brute, in a brutal, horrible, you know, disgusting but cool way. You know. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, the the red keeps looking like well maintained now. Oh um, yeah, looks good. Yeah, it's looking good. Um, no, it was lovely. It was lovely to be back. I liked the um, you know, the occasional kind of subtle Game of Thrones song um, theme tune thrown yeah. in there. Dewadi. Dewadi's old magic. He's fucking going for but, it. Um, yeah. You know, without without it, uh, I've got to say I was disappointed at the um, the actual intro music. Like, yeah, it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Do you think that? And this is common with shows. Yeah. Um, the pilot episodes. It's quite common that they will have a different title sequence to the second episode yeah. because the pilot sometimes doesn't even have a title. You know what I mean? And then the second episode of the show, you will see the title. I'm hoping that there's a bit more fanfare with the second episode. I hope I, I don't need something like Game of Thrones, you know, where it's that really cool animated map. I don't necessarily need that, but I need something, Gareth. And I need uh, a dragon. I need more of a, a dragon. In there. Yeah, I need a bit of a punch to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point, Gareth. Hot take number one. Hot take one. Disappointing title sequence should we just should we compile a list of hot takes and just kind of yeah go over them at the end yeah here's hot take two gareth i felt tonally that it felt like early season game of thrones which is very good i've put that in my notes Um, very good thing by tonally do you mean in terms of like the narrative tone like the fact that it was very political yeah, setting up the political nuance that's going on, yep. uh, but also tonally in terms of violence, uh, set design, um, sex position. We're back to sex position, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, so much of this stuff just took me back to season one, season two, King's Landing stuff. Mm. Um, and getting to know these characters is going to be very, very interesting, especially as we know this takes place over you know, a decade or so. We know there's the young Rhaenyra, but we know Emma Darcy's playing the older Rhaenyra. So, 
it's going to be interesting to see these shifts. I was a bit confused by young Rhaenyra's age because, like, she's supposed to be yeah. like nine. Uh, at this point, okay, so you, you're testing my knowledge here. Well, Gareth, no, because it's said point, it's it's now been yeah, nine years, a decade since. Yes, from the council. Yes, from the council of uh, uh, where they decided who should be the the next heir, and since Jaehaerys died, so Viserys has been ruling for basically a decade at this point. And I just thought, I just thought, actually, actually, maybe not, because the reason that I thought mm. that is that Emma, Emma. Yeah, is yeah, pregnant Emma, yeah. at that. Um, mm, but she is. She was pregnant several yes. times. So, um, so Gareth, this actually takes. So yeah, that council happens in. I'm gonna guess 104 AC after Aegon's conquest, um, and I believe Jaehaerys rules for about another four or five years until he passes, and then Viserys inherits the throne. So she should be about 14, 15, sort of at this age, okay. at, at this point in the story. Um, that makes more sense. So, yeah, yeah. It's difficult to get the, the knowledge, you know, uh, the, the numbers right, because it's quite tricky here. But I did like the little intro where they showed the council. I thought that was cool. And I talked about that in the preview podcast, this big council that happened at Harrenhal to decide how the air should be passed down and why... It shouldn't go to a woman, in their opinion, um, uh, which is how Viserys inherits the throne. But uh, it, it was cool seeing that. And then it, it said like 172 years before, you know, the Mad King and Daenerys is born. So they're already doing that linkage between Rhaenyra and Danny. Mm. You know what I mean? Which I thought was quite cool. I like that. You reckon I that's like what that they meant? touch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's, you know, yeah. she's a young queen. Uh, in 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 you know in in so much as she she's a very strong female character mm-hmm. you know what I mean and something that Danny's definitely modelled on yeah throughout the Targaryen history so that's that's really interesting um, I tell you what I did love bloody hot take number three I bloody loved uh, the opening shot with uh, Rhaenyra riding Syrax over uh, you know uh, Gold, uh, King's Landing and landing at the um, the dragon. Uh, Colosseum thing that was fucking awesome <laughs> dragon pit um, yeah yeah it was good what I really like if um, maybe we can broaden hot take number three to dragons in general mm. I really like okay, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. are all unique looking like yeah boy it was a yeah, boy. bit like Game of Thrones dragons they just had a sort of copy paste job going on with mm. the dragons you couldn't tell them what apart Drogo, well Dro- yeah yeah well, just because Drogon was fucking massive, but you 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 get more of a sense of it. You're all right about that. So you've got Syrax, who is um, a young dragon, that Rhaenyra's dragon. So what's interesting, and we'll get more into this in the in depth thing. But like when a Targaryen is born of royal Targaryen descent, they are an, a dragon's egg is placed in the crib with them, so that the dragon hatches and they have that 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 bond from birth, both of them, which is really cool. So Rhaenyra's dragon is called Syrax, very young still, um, growing. And you see Daemon's later on, um, the blood worm. Yeah. And it's, it's a very famous dragon because it's long and gangly and red. And that's how it gets nicknamed the blood worm. So it's pretty cool how they've all got these interesting characteristics already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you are right. They, they, they're, they're making the dragons. And this is what we talked about in the preview podcast. They've got to make the dragons characters. They've got to make us care about these dragons. You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I thought the CGI was a bit ropey. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? I, I wasn't blown away by it. And and, no. and I thought, I did think to myself, I was like, maybe maybe this is because I had sort of higher expectations. Um, mm. But I thought, <laughs> even with like Cyrax, his... His little legs as he was flying looked a bit weird. It was, yeah. it was like yeah. it was like it looked like a little man in a suit. I think in a dragon suit. I think when they're flying, it it looks good. I think when they're sort of mm. like to patting them and shit, a, I'm just a bit like. Have a look at his little legs little next time. All right, I'll look at his little legs. You've got little legs. I've got so I mean, I've got quite powerful legs actually. But your little fella, aren't you? That's the average height. The, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I was in a dragon suit, I would look very similar to Cyrax. So, yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't incredible. Maybe dragons are just fucking hard to do because no, <laughs> nobody's nailed it, have they? Let's be fair. No. I think I think it's good. I, I just was hoping for a bit more. I was because that was always one of my big fears. It was like, you know, this is good. there's at least 10 dragons mm. in the in the show. You know, we're going to have a dance of dragons probably in season three, I imagine, or something. So it's got to fucking look good. Um, but look, it's not bad. It's just not as good as I was necessarily hoping. I tell you what was good. Hot take number four, Gareth. Uh, Matt Smith is actually a fucking cool Targaryen. I thought his performance of Damon was uh, really cool. I really like his character. Yeah. I reckon pre-Game of Thrones... A character yeah. like his would just be a massive bell end the whole time. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, that's kind of overriding feeling is that he's a bit of a dick, but there were like there are enough mm-hmm. moments in there that you that you you get the sense that he's a real person with shades of grey. Um, which is, you know, mm. a very Game of Thrones thing. Um and it, he's not just he's yeah. not just existing to be a complete dickhead mm. like he might be a complete what, yeah. dickhead but it's he's got like mm. he's got his own he's got real motivations and um there is there are some like at this point it looks like he actually really does care about his his niece like yeah yeah and that that's good and 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 i know, I know you've not read fire and blood or you've read parts, parts of it, it but yeah. it's it's uh he does he does care about her. They actually, and I'm not spoiling anything, they have a very good uh, relationship. And it's interesting because in Game of Thrones, you have this sort of uh, idea that, you know, they even mentioned this episode that he's going to kill the king and take the throne for himself or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd think that Rhaenyra and Damon are sort of, uh, you know, don't like each other because they equally are a challenger to the throne. But that is not the case at all. And as this story develops, dear listeners, uh, you will see how that shifts completely uh, and how this story takes some very interesting turns and twists. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought he was great. I thought, I think he, um, Lucy joked that he's a, he looks like he's a product of incest, Matt Smith, which is uh, <laughs> maybe a step too far from Lucy. <laughs> harsh but fair. Um, and I will say, like, with the silver hair and, you know, jousting in the tawny, I was like, you know, I, and the cool armor, the dragon armor, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I was like, he's cool. He is a cool character. <laughs> um, Hold on. So I'm just trying to work out what you link to the incest thing is uh, are you saying if well, he face, if, if he was face, your brother you would get off with him still yeah. you would you would incest with him uh, look mate if i'm a targaryen incest is just 
is part of the course. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So that's what I'm saying. If we were Targaryens, Gareth, me and you, yeah. we'd probably be getting off of each other. Now, you know, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, don't. Don't. You're getting, us, getting every, all the listeners excited. Don't, dear thought. listeners, sex, sex position on the podcast for the, for the listeners. Um, I thought there was some really good stuff in here. Hot take number five. I've got a hot take five. Go on. Go on then. I'm going to talk about one scene in particular. Uh-huh. That was really hard to watch. Oh, yeah. I, that is actually my hot take five as well, Gareth. So good. it's funny. I hope you've got a hot this take six then. Because... My squat, yeah, I have my squire. So Gareth has been peering at my personal journals, <laughs> the little little weasel. Yeah, good. Go on then, so Gareth. I had a lordship. I'll take five in the preview pod. What's happened? Yeah, you did. You got demoted. Don't know how, but you did. Um, yeah, I mean, having to choose between your Ugh. wife and your unborn child, mm. that was. Mm. brutal and it was it was um fuck it was tough to watch you know uh, yeah i don't know i don't know whether it was tougher to watch given the fact that you know we've we've both relatively recently had kids bestowed upon us Mm. um Mm. by the grace of the gods indeed um the old gods and the new Mm. um I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think I am a lot more sensitive to everything actually since that. Oh yeah, but, man. it definitely since that. I think that's fair to say that I was watching that scene, even though I was really appreciating how beautifully put together it was with the intercutting with the tawny stuff, mm. um, which is a tawny for the heir, you yeah. know, the boy, Jesus. the unborn baby. Um, but yeah, man, I had to look away at points because it was just too much for me. I think um, it's it's a controversial scene. I think to be honest, because I can imagine so, yeah. And it's it's kind of why we like Game of Thrones because it is. I'm not saying it's realistic, but it's it does paint, you know, the medieval type world in in the way that it was, and it is very archaic, you know, mm. uh, in the, in a lot of its practices and, and and the way that they just kill people and there's no pomp or song and dance about it. It just happens, you know, and. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was too hard for me to watch in entirety. I look, I winced away and looked away, which is something I, I don't usually do. So, yeah, you're, you're not alone there. Um, I do think it was a powerful scene um, and tells us a lot about Viserys' mentality, um, mm. especially uh, the events afterwards. Did, did so, we need to see it? No. I think, you could have, but, I think you could have had the same impact, just cutting yeah. to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes me wince even just thinking about it now. You know, um, it was brutal. Um, uh, but yeah, you know that's Game of Thrones. Like we said, it, it shows you things. Sometimes you think you don't need to see, but maybe I don't know. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. It was definitely uh, the music and stuff. I felt was was brilliant um, from Raymond Raymond Duardi in that scene. Um, I'll put it on at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, I really at the end of this podcast I really liked the music and I liked the way it was constructed I just like you said is it too much yeah. is it too much um, and I think Gareth this is the hot take that everyone wants to hear hot take number six the final hot take of this hot take podcast hot take hot take hot take <laughs> is a song of ice and fire dream mm. what the actual 
fuck. I lost my shit when that was mentioned to Rhaenyra. Oh, my God. Mm. That is... And look, this is a huge reveal yeah. that completely shifts the paradigm of Aegon's conquest. Now, uh, to my knowledge, that's not mentioned in any of the texts ever, anywhere. I don't, I don't know. So, I don't, I don't, I can't remember it either. Like I, it was news to mm, me and like I thought. Fucking hell yeah. I thought um, yeah. something like that. I just, I just wonder whether it's the sort of thing that could have slipped the net a little bit. Like I'm trying to remember Daenerys's little, um, mm. you know, prophecies, prophecies and, and going dreams. through the little house of the now, little yeah, yeah. Fellas. We know that the Targaryens do possess the ability to prophesize in terms of their some of their dreams do come true, mm. um, and the fact that they're saying here that Aegon he didn't conquer Westeros. Um, just for shits and giggles uh, and disputes. He actually did it because he's trying to save the realm of men in the future mm. because he has seen the Long Night. He has seen the White Walkers in his visions and, and the extermination of mankind. Fucking hell, crazy. They have no sense of a timeline on it either, do they? They're just like, this is going to happen. No, he knows that it's going so to happen in the future. Let's just make sure that we need to be ready. targs around the whole time, please. Um well, he and dragons, mm. uh, you know, it's the idea that the only thing that can stop this threat is a united Westeros, which is what Aegon essentially is trying to create the Seven Kingdoms and then dragons. And it's just it's fucking baffling. I, I mean, there is going to be some interesting conversations in our in-depth podcast about that prophecy um, and how it affects all of the kings knew this then all of the that, mm. this this information is passed down from king to heir, uh, heir apparent. So fucking hell, that is crazy stuff. Uh, it's just it's just such, con- the context now, like the Mad King knew this information, in theory. It, it makes you want to go back now, obviously, and like read his, his ramblings again. And just yeah, like, yeah. I wonder if there's a hint somewhere. Mm. And that, this is what I mean. Like we are very well versed in the books, read them multiple, multiple times, talked about them for fucking hours and hours and hours. Red Fire and Blood. I'm just. I need to just do some more research for this in-depth podcast to see if there's any reference. Maybe to that, when he was you know? banging on uh, about and burning it, them all, maybe that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Well, that's right. Burn them all, and also there must be a Targaryen on the throne. Sorry, what was that? Do you was remember how many uh, mad theories we had for the Mad King in our in our in our theory section? Unbelievable. Mm. But um, now, nah, obviously, listeners, if you if you can share any insight onto this, you can email us in. We will have some feedback if you do write in. We'll we'll mention. You in, your feedback on the pod is uh, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The email will be in the show notes. So let us know your thoughts on the dream of a song on ice and fire. I just can't believe they even said that out loud, Gareth. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I it. It was like, if it was like Viserys almost l- just turned his head like 30 degrees and winked at the fucking camera after saying it. I was like, you are fucking shitting me. You might also oh know my God. Game of Thrones. A wink. <laughs> bestseller New York Times bestseller fuck it now anyway I mean look overall Gareth what were your thoughts oh, as a whole did you like it did you are you happy to be back is this what you were hoping yeah. for yeah no I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I'm, I'm glad it's back I'm glad to be kind of back watching 
you've said it a few times, like watching something I care about in a world that I care about. And um, I'm kind of really happy to have a show that I can watch once a week um, for a little bit. Mm. It's, yeah. It's the binge culture is too much. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have this. I've just, I haven't told you this actually, but I've just smashed through first season of The Boys in like three days. Um, great show. Very good, it? but... Bloody but great show. I'm now looking forward to having something a little more spaced out and scheduled for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, very happy. Good um, initial kind of world building, character building. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm pleased. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, yeah, I mean, I I, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. Um, I thought I wouldn't really care about this show that much, but as time has gone on, uh, I've really warmed to the idea of visiting this timeline especially after reading fire and blood and the events of what happens i think it's a fascinating story um i think this episode did a great job i love uh, the performances i think the characters are very intriguing and interesting very gray uh, there's lots silver. of uh, potential yeah very silver no purple eyes though you know didn't happen very disappointing um but no i i i think it's a great start i'm not going to give it my score just yet that's going to be on the in-depth um in-depth podcast later this week which we'll be releasing uh in the next few days um i'll have to watch it a few more times and, and really get my head around it but it's a strong start i'd say you know just secretly i might give it a four you know something like that you know just i'm start. not going to tell you my score but um, it's um but it's a four there you go there you go. i'm not going to tell you it but it's a four um and that's that's our that's our hot take you had six hot takes in there lovely listeners and i can tell you this right now there's a lot to unpack in our in-depth review where we will be joined by other members of the pod i.e john i.e emma i.e lucy who will all hopefully be back for that one if not you'll at least have four of us to chat through it um as i said the in-depth review will be out in the next few days releasing wednesday here in australia uh, where me and gareth are currently based tuesday in the UK and the US. Mm. I want to thank Time difference. Sir Gareth for keeping my wine cup topped off with Arbor Gold. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, poisoned it when you weren't looking. So Unbelievable. So if I'm not here next week, you know who to, yeah, Sir Gareth. Give me my lordship right? back. And I want to thank... <laughs> I want to thank all you dear listeners our men and women of the realm we will see you all again later this week see ya Bye.